When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of Coppen Crackers. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Cop and Fracker. Hearing a bit of a different voice this week, so you've got Mush hosting, and I have the pleasure of um, being joined by two experienced campaigners. I'd like to uh, welcome the um, Stefan Oncho and uh, Didi Haman of the pod. We've got um, we've got Glam. Glam, how are we doing? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. As an Ocho and the uh, Diddy, yeah, I'm good, man. What's happening, bro? You're good? Yeah, man, yeah, man. Big, big, big week ahead. Looking forward to getting our teeth stuck into it. And um, yeah. a man who needs no introduction. Ellis, how we doing, G? I'm all right, brother. How are you, man? I'm not too bad. Listen, man, There's there's been a lot of uh, debate, a lot of stuff happening. It's, uh, it's going to be a good one, I think. And um, obviously a big week ahead. Right now, as we're recording, we've got the heavyweight clash of uh, PSG and Madrid going on. And because of that, we've got an even bigger game from our Liverpool point of view tomorrow, seeing as we're playing. So I don't really want to beat around the bush here. We need to get straight stuck in to the Inter Milan and um, the challenge that we're going to be facing. So I guess the first thing is, boys, Glam, Ellis, how much do you know about this current Inter Milan under Simone Inzaghi? Um, not much, you know. I, ironically, I was um, I was watching BT Sport this afternoon. Uh, I caught their their game with Napoli. They drew one one at the weekend with Napoli. Um, the Athletic had a had a piece about them, which I was supposed to get to, but obviously, you know, our work is you can't really get to stuff like that, so I didn't get to read it. But um, so who was it? I think it was Horncastle. I think he said it would this iteration of. Inter Milan is better than the Conte side that won the title. So maybe they probably, they probably play better football. As we know, Conte, he's a very um, strict manager who, who likes to control space. Uh, maybe this iteration uh, plays a bit more football 
But the, the thing with, like, we, we played Milan in a group stage, uh, especially the second leg, what really struck me, and what struck me in, in the highlights I was watching was they're not really good with uh, pressure or pressing. So I think Liverpool could... Um, Liverpool could be, would I say, we'll have one up there because I'm not too sure if they want the press. But apart from that, look, listen, you know, you know, Mugs, if you can get to the second round of the, of the Champions League, you know what I'm saying? So there's something about them. They're second in the league currently. So I, I believe it will be a tough game, but my knowledge on them is limited. Okay, cool. And uh, Glam, anything on your part? Um, yeah, and obviously they've got. They've got talented players, to be honest. Um, I like the boy Martinez um, up top. I was thinking Liverpool should um, pretty much scout him out. Um, but, you know, I remember Spurs were linked to him heavily, but I knew we probably wouldn't go Spurs. Um, Jekyll, one of my favourite players at City when he was in Prem. I think he's so underrated. Uh, even at 34, I think he's a danger man. Um, you know, I see um, Alexis Sanchez score a screamer the other day um, in their Serie A game. So they've they've got they've got a lot of attacking threat. I won't underestimate it. Um, and you know, I like I like Sini at the back. But I haven't seen them recently. I'm more of a Napoli fan. I'm interested in um Ossiman a lot. So I'm more watching Napoli and Roma with um Mourinho. But no, I'm not interested in it. They got they got they got they got attacking options um into Milan. So um I'm I'm not gonna um underestimate them. Yeah, and um, I don't think you guys are too far off. Um, I have had the chance to watch, I'm not going to say quite a bit, but I've, I've watched a few, at least five or six games of Inter this season. And um, I don't know, I, I find Serie A after the Premier League is probably one of the more interesting leagues at the moment in Europe. So I'm always keeping an eye. Seems to be... I agree. Yeah, seems to be the most tight league in terms of the number of competitors because there's no out and out since Juve's dominance has gone down, I think it's an interesting place to go in terms of looking at how many swings there are um, in their title races. So I guess there's some things that you guys mentioned, you're spot on. Edin Dzeko, as we've seen from Marotta's comments, um, the chairman of Inter, a lot of indirects towards Romelu uh, Lukaku about how Inter have not gotten any worse with um, Edin Dzeko in the team. And I'm similar to you, Glam. I mean, I think, Edin Dzeko is one of the most underrated strikers of this decade, to be honest. He's scored a lot of goals. He's an all-round technical footballer, scores delicious volleys, headers, yeah, typical scruffy striker goals as well. He's got the full full repertoire. And, and ultimately, in a game like the San Siro, maybe at Anfield, they're going to be playing on the counter-attack. But at the San Siro, the crowd's going to be up for it and he can stay up front and... They're probably going to play further up. So um, I think Edin Dzeko, your spot on, is, is going to have a big threat. I think one thing that um, neither of you mentioned, um, but he's very highly rated, is um, Bastoni at the back. So he's yeah. considered the best young centre-back in Italy at the moment. Um, kind of centre-back who brings the ball out well. Um, I think the only thing he's going to have as a big challenge is uh, similar to when Roma came um, back in 2018 and um, Juan Jesus had to do a lot of one-on-one -on -one defending with Mo Salah. I don't think, um, no disrespect to Serie A, but there's just not as good a player as Salah in that league at the moment. So I think he's <laughs> going to have his have his work cut out and I'm not going to say whether he's going to do well or do badly. I just know that it's going to be a challenge for him. Um, yeah. I guess the other big thing is Barella. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, it's not like a number 10 where we'll have 
Fabinho marking him. So Ellis, what 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 is the way you think you deal with a a dynamo like uh, Nicola Nicola Barella? Uh, to be fair, I heard he's suspended. Oh, is he not playing? Sorry, yeah, no. apparently, I think he he punched someone in the group stage or something. No way. Yeah, so he's, <laughs> he's been suspended. Yeah, me and Ade spoke about it on the weekend. Oh, brilliant! Oh, okay. oh yeah, so. Into fans. Okay, cool. So we deal with him by seeing him at home on a TV screen. (laughs) (laughs) It's one less um, problem to deal with. But then I I guess I guess where we don't have the Barella problem, more of the um, creative and attacking impetus is going to fall on Chananoglu. I'm guessing. So, um, what do you think about him? Um, I haven't watched him since he was in. Germany, to be fair. I just knew him as a free kick specialist. <laughs> uh, but apart from that, technically, he's very tidy. Um, very tidy midfielder. And I think we... Yeah, go on, so much. Yeah, no, I, I was going to ask. You're, you're spot on. He is tidy and, and the set-piece threat hasn't gone. Yeah. So do you think that the um, issues we've been having him being a bit leaky in midfield and, and being a bit more defensively open than we have in the past few years bar last year mm. uh, do you think that's a big problem for us it can be it can be because don't forget we're playing we're going to San Siro um, I expect Inter to have a couple chances just because <laughs> home teams always they're always going to get a couple chances you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I, I expect I expect them to have um, one or two chances it will be a problem I think the key aspect to the game is players like um you say his name, or I can't say his name. Oh, um, yeah, players like him, you can't give them time on the ball. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, at times this season, we've seen our midfield either lose runners or not press too well, which has caused some of the chances we've been conceding. So that there's a question of who would you play in midfield to combat this and, and not give them time. Um, at times, our press is extraordinary, like we saw against Palace for the first 30 minutes. It was absolutely crazy. Then we see against uh, Burnley, it wasn't the best. But then the high line was so good and the defensive line was great. So uh, It's it, a it mixed depends. bag, basically. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean... Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. Well, Glam, I, I guess we'll come to you then for this. Now, I, I made the joke about you know, you two being some experienced campaigners, but that counts for a lot here because we've seen a lot of Liverpool Champions League campaigns. So in a, in a, in a big away tie where you're up against a lively, lively, historic club and ground, mm-hmm. what is the midfield three glam that you think would deal well with the challenge of Inter and the circumstances in general? Uh, uh, well, first and foremost you're going to need quality. So that rules out Jordan Henderson for a start. Um, <laughs> Ouch. Then, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with Thiago. Um, bear in mind, these guys are fit, yeah? Because obviously they they, they have um, the tendency to recklessly be injured. But Thiago, Fabinho, and it's the, it's the third one I'm not sure about. I'll tell you, obviously, with, with Fabinho as a star, um, a given, Thiago's got the quality. Because I think, obviously, with Inter Milan, they've got a, a few... Warheads in their team. I know um, Vidal will probably start. I know he probably start. They yeah. they want him. They wanting to get under our skin. A rattle and he's, he, he is a pro, Champions League pro. Um, you know what I mean, big big game player. So Vidal will play. Um, so I would obviously go Thiago Fabinho, and 
I feel like I feel like you did all of that talk just to buy yourself more time for this third man. Yeah, no, do you know what? Do you, do you, do you know what it is? Because the third one, because it's at the San Siro, what Ellis, what Ellis is saying is true. It's at the San Siro. The, 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 the atmosphere there is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, so I don't know the third, but I'm going to be honest you guys. I'm going to be honest you. I don't know who I'll put in as the um, third option in midfield. Okay. What about you, Ellis? You get you. Um, are you are you agreeing to Thiago and Fabinho? And do you have yeah. a third man? I'm agreeing to Yago Fabinho. Uh, my third man will probably be Jordan Henderson. Okay, interesting. What's your thought um, process behind? I that? know he's not he's not on the best of forms currently, but just the experience. Do you know what I'm saying? He's in the last few years we've been in the Champions League. He's been there, done it. He's been to um, the toughest of cauldrons. You know what I'm saying? The hottest atmospheres. He's been there. He's someone that can hold his nerve. But the old, the problem is, is that. Quality, at the minute, his quality is in the bin. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, he's not playing very well. So, with that being said, who do you go for? And I will go for Nabi Keita. Yeah. You so, yeah, I'll go. You play Nabi Keita as the third man. As the third man. If, yeah. I did. I think realistically, like, let's, realistically, it's going to, I think it's going to be Jordan Henderson. But, you know, I do, I'll play Nabi Keita. But the problem with Nabi Keita is that. He doesn't really track his runners, and it's a big mm-hmm. issue for Klopp. Yeah, um, we saw it against Real Madrid last. Was it last season? Real Madrid. Uh, yeah, last, yes, it was. yeah, last season. Um, on that right hand side, Real Madrid were causing us a lot of problems because Naby wasn't tracking his man. Then he got dragged off. Um, Atletico Madrid away this season. Naby wasn't really tracking his man as much. He got pulled off um, against Chelsea. Came on. Wasn't chucking his man Chelsea came Do, do you game. think? Do you think I, you're giving lots of examples here? Do mm. you think <laughs> that this is is he's been at Liverpool for a fair few years now? Do you think mm. that this is just a weak part of his game rather yeah. than being something where he's lacking fitness or match sharpness or anything? No, like nah, I just think it's a weak part of his game. I think he can do everything else. He's presses well. He uses the ball well. Um, he can score a fantastic goal. I just think he's not as switched on when it comes to tracking his man. And that, that's just one aspect of his game that I've noticed he lacks. So, um, having said all of that, pff, fuck, you know, I probably will still play him because Henderson is not good at the minute. Mm. No offence to Jordan if you're listening, but your form's yeah. in the toilet at the minute. It's all right. Form, form is four minute at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your form is in the toilet. So, I'll probably, I'll probably go Naby Keita. All right. Yeah, yeah so- that'll be my, that, that's going to be my third. I think, and the reason the reason why I, I was reserved, because yeah, we we know and what Naby can be, but when Naby when Naby, I think away from home, Naby has been a bit better in the Champions League for us than at home in the Champions League, and I just can't go with Henderson. I just I'm sorry, I just his form. I would have been naturally with him. I can't go with him, but as Ellis said, Klopp will probably will. I just can't go with him. I can't justify it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I, I think. From a personal point of view, I think you guys are right in the sense of you, you you play Jordan Henderson when Jordan Henderson's playing well because he's like Ellis has said, experienced head, knows what he's doing, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But Jordan Henderson isn't gonna help the team stay calm in the way he's playing at the moment. He's not gonna when when you're trying to look after the ball at the San Siro when the crowd are up, 
if you're going to give it away and give them something to, to, you know, get their tails up for, ultimately, it doesn't matter how experienced you are, you're not helping the team. What helps the team most is possession. So um, I do agree with with you guys. I think the Naby Keita thing, the only reason why I think it, it probably won't happen is because Naby Keita plays on the left side of the three. He doesn't normally play on the right side. And a lot of those games where Ellis, you've mentioned that he's come off is when he's played on that right side. Madrid was the key example of that. And um, I just I just think, I think Glam was probably thinking, do I say Elliot in a game like this? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it might be, it might be that we should approach it the other way around where Elliot starts the game. We try and kill off the game maybe early and then bring on your Hendersons or whoever to, to try and, and calm things down or be a bit more disciplined. It's, it's, it's gung-ho, but me personally, with how we've been defending, I, I would rather go through that approach than think we're going to keep a clean sheet. Would love it if we do, but it just doesn't look likely. But yeah. i come to you boys with the next issue. And this issue is a bit more interesting because I don't think there's that many negatives. We've been getting a lot of goals. We've got some great players coming back from the African continent with winner's medals or the hunger of not getting a winner's medal. Um, we've got options. We've got, for once, a lack of injuries. So uh, what's the right front three for a game like this? Um, Ellis, we'll come to you first, seeing as Glam got first dibs last time. Um, right front three would be Mane, Salah and Jota. And what's, what's your thinking behind that? Considering interplay a back three or a back five that becomes wing-backs... Okay. Yeah, so usually when we play against a team with a back three, you have Mane and Salah occupying the spaces in between the wing backs or even even in between the two centre backs. So you mm-hmm. have one centre back there, then Mane and Salah will occupy that. Then if you have someone like Jota who is trying to get in behind, that'll just keep on pushing into back. And obviously we're gonna press them. So we're gonna keep we're gonna play a high line, we're gonna try and press them. So if you have someone like Jota, he's gonna try and get in behind. Apart from the tactical side, I just think he's a man on form. Do you know what I'm saying? He's yeah, got like yeah, 12. Yeah. Some yeah, sometimes 12. you don't need to overcomplicate it, right? Yeah, you don't as well, yeah, you don't need to. Like if he if a man's got 15, 16 goals, just play him, let him carry on playing. Um Salah, Salah, Mane's money. So I, that will just sway my thinking, to be fair, because I don't think there's any away goals. Yeah, away goals has been scrapped. So let's try and get as many goals as possible. And that that will be my rationale just to play Jota. I, I don't think, like you said, much. There's no need to overthink it. Um, Bobby is not in the best of form. Well, I'll put Bobby in a category of Henderson at the minute. They're not really in the best of forms. The legs are heavy, so let's 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 keep them on the bench. And when we're trying to see out the game, we can bring them on. It's a good problem to have. But yeah, that will be my front three. What, what about you, Glam? Anything different? Um. Yeah, I, I want to be different, if I'm honest. Um, I would go with Diaz, Jota, Salah. I would rest Marnie. I, 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 um, I didn't want. I didn't think Marnie should have played on the weekend, personally. Uh, you know, he, he he did a lot in the African Nations Cup. Diaz just looked fresh. It's a, um, do you know what I mean, it's a, it's a spanner in the works where you just throw him in. They don't want to expect. He just looks hungry. He just looks on it, and he looked at. He looked um, comfortable. I would start him because you've got Marnie on the bench. If not possible, need be to come on. I would start Diaz, but again, 
I think if we're talking about going with Klopp, I think Bobby will start. I think Klopp will start Bobby. I really do. We're away from home. Klopp's going to be thinking about ball retention, chasing the ball. Well, you think the ball, the ball needs to stick, basically. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I am 90% sure Bobby will start tomorrow. <laughs> I am. But if we're talking about my front three, it will be Diaz for this game tomorrow. It'll be Diaz, Jota and um, Salah. All right. So I, I guess it's hard to predict what, what, what's going to happen. Um, I guess based on the midfield, I think the defence picks itself. So the, the midfields and attacks you guys have given, what do you think? I want you to give two scores. I want you to give you first your score prediction, but then secondly, what you would accept as the worst possible scoreline you will be willing to take back to Anfield. So Glam, you can go first. Um, what, what I think the score would be, uh, I'm going to go for a draw, probably a high score, maybe a 2-2 draw. All right. um, and I'm, I'm happy with that because he... So you're not, you're not confident in a clean sheet then? No, I, I don't. I, I think with, with uh, being at the San Siro, I don't, I don't expect a clean sheet, no. Um, you know, so I think 2-2 two, two draw, um, I would say. Worst case scenario, well, because the way way goal has been scrapped, there's not really a worst case scenario unless we get pumped 5-0. So, worst case scenario, you just have to be losing one or two nil. Do you know what I mean? Because we're going back to Anfield, it's going to be a different comfortable. The thing is, we just, I just don't know what to expect from Inter. Um, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's, and that's the thing. But it's, it's um, almost like it's almost like how much do they believe they're going to compete? Because well, this is it. Yeah, it's it's almost like if I'm Inter, I'm going to think we're a big club. We we've got history. We can compete. This is the best chance to beat them. But yeah, it's it's all about you know if ten minutes an hour pressing is crazy and they can't get out, I think the story of the game might change a lot. So um, yeah, I think Ellis, do you have any water goal? Cristiano Ronaldo, incredible goal. Um, well, uh, go on, Ellis. What what do you uh, what do you think about those two score lines um, that I asked for? Um, I'm going for three one. I think we'll have too much for them. I think they'll get a late consolation. Worst possible result, I'll take. I'll take a one nil. Oh, so you you think a two nil would would be difficult for us to turn around? No, no. Mm, I don't think it'll be difficult. He, but he don't want to take it. That's why he said he don't want to take it. Yeah, he don't want to take it. It won't be difficult. His worst, worst is, is the minimum. <laughs> yeah, the minimum. I can't. Do you know, if if let's say it's two nil. Ellis doesn't want the stress for two weeks with that. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? I, in fact, I don't want to like be thinking about it for two weeks. Like, oh man, this is long yeah. now. But then everyone's talking about oh, the absolute atmosphere. Then if they yeah. score, it will peak and that. So I'll take a minimum one nil. I don't mind taking that yeah. and coming back to Anfield. You know I'm saying, but yeah, I think if the best possible result for us is probably like of even if a two nil, even if a two nil, um, we I think we've conceded. We ain't conceded in the last two games. Allison's in form. I can't really see them causing an upset. But again, I could be wrong, man. This is football, isn't it? All right. So, so the last thing I'm going to ask about this game, fair enough. Um, I'm going to ask one player, right? And you can tell me whoever. Who do you think is our most 
important player who is going to decide whether we win that game tomorrow? <laughs> One player. I don't, I don't want, you know, Trent needs a good game and Allison mm -hmm. needs to be on it. But I want one player that you think is going to be the most decisive player in that result. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Jota. All right. And what about you, Ellis? Tiago. 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 Interesting. So, so Glam, are you going down the? Um, game decider kind of route yeah i'm yeah i'm got, i'm just going for um i'm pretty much in form if we're gonna get a goal if i'm looking at the front three it's gonna be jota at this current moment so yeah I, I, and i think I, I think it will come up trumps as well so yeah i think he'll be a deciding player what about you ellis what's what's the thinking behind behind tiago is it about the control we're gonna have in that literally, game literally you're going away from home in europe experienced warhead he's been there done it he's just a man who knows how to control it so that's what I'm going from I think if he plays well if he plays well it should be a calm day for Liverpool alright okay interesting that's fair that's fair I'm, I'm going to go a bit outside the box and say Robertson um, the reason I'm going to say Robertson is Inter's right side is their slower side, is their weaker side. I think they on their left wing back, they play Perisic usually. So Trent might not be able to be as free in terms of how much he goes forward. Um, they have Damian at right wing back. They normally play quite a slow uh, centre-back in De Vrij at right, right centre-back, or they play D'Ambrosio, who's just a nothing full-back. So... Um, I think I think Robbo and his athleticism. Listen, there's nothing they would have ever come across. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm going Robbo because his, his his crossing's been cash money this um, the whole of 2022. Yeah, so, and to be and to be fair, he's been rampant down that left wing. Insane, been rampant man. I I would say, you know what, Glam? I would say out of the players who had, no one had a good season in last season. But out of the players who have come out of who had the biggest improvement since that season, I would say Robertson's because he, was, he wasn't offering anything last season. So, yeah, I, th I think, um, thank you, boys, uh, for, for setting us up for tomorrow. But before we go into our last week of Premier League football, we've talked about how, and I think we all hope and expect Liverpool to win this game, but we've got bigger things in mind about how much we can win. Um, so I want to talk to you guys about this season i'm sure we've got plenty of just as just as we've got liverpool fans listening we've got we've got haters we've got we've got some of the best haters in the game listening we've got the babses the marios we, we've got plenty plenty of haters tapping tobes but, but mariah can't still be hating though he, he, he's in the wilderness right now you can't still be hating this guy listen, there's no way what's he hating on what, what listen, could he be hating on the hate Pumps the blood around Mariah's heart, man. Don't Jeez, worry about it. He's, he's got bigger things going on, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I do want to know from you boys is we're in, we're in all four competitions at the moment. What do you guys think, based on how this team are playing and what they're capable of, is an acceptable season? What if the when the season ends in May? What are you accepting as, do you know what, that's fine for what we did for 
Ellis, you can go first. Uh, Man City are too, well, I won't say too far, but Man City are far in the league. So let's park that to the side. Um, I won a good run in the Champions League and I won at least one trophy. At least one trophy. I want to get to the semi-finals of the Champions League and we're hanging in there until the 97th minute. Do you know what okay. I'm saying? So I, 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 I want a very solid run in the Champions League and one trophy. Preferably the FA Cup because I, I value that more than the League Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we. It, I think it's in. It's um imperative that we get a trophy, one trophy, because the squad at the minute is in a good place. This is the first time where on Sunday we've left. Who do we leave at home? Curtis Jones. Uh, I think we left Gomez, Minamino. We left, we left Gomez and Minamino at home. <laughs> See what I was saying? The, these are players that play plays at sixty five percent. So I believe that. Um, yeah, minimum one trophy and a very, very good Champions League run. What about you, Glenn? Um, yeah, 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 def, def, definitely. Definitely. Um, well, I say two trophies. I say two trophies. We got we obviously got one final coming up. Um, I expect to, I want us to win that. Um, so minimum two trophies, minimum. So Carabao Cup, let's say, and obviously probably the FA Cup. But then you got the Champions League, we're still in. And yeah, I said it, we're still in the title race. So a minimum two trophies. Hmm. I'm I'm kinda I'm kind of with you, Glam, on the two. I think a domestic cup double would feel really good. I think it's weird to say, uh, because you want to do well in the two bigger trophies, but there's something about winning stuff that Klopp hasn't won yet that will that will feel good. Um, but but I don't know, man. I, I'm I genuinely I don't know why I even believe because Spurs are crap, United are crap. But I just think these unpredictable teams will turn it on for City. Just just give me that, then I can go back to hoping you lot lose every game as well. So I just need them to do their job, man. You tough, right? That that that's what that's what I need from them. Um, but uh, yeah. But I guess the, the bigger question here is that let's say we get two or maybe somehow three trophies, right? I'll take one. But let's say we get two or three trophies. Ellis, do you think that success will make Klopp want to stay? Or is that like a hero walking off into the sunset moment for him? What do you think that, how that affects his psychology? Um, I think he's a hero walking off into the sunset. I've done my job, boys. I'm tired. I need to go rest. Um, Klopp seems like a man who sticks by his word, and so if he says he's leaving at twenty, if he's leaving in 2024, I think this was just set up as a a last big hurrah. Do you know what I'm saying? And um, I think he will leave. How old is Klopp? Klopp is not what he's not sixty yet. He's like no, 50. he's fifty-four. I think he's fifty-four. He's, he's, in terms of management, yeah, he's young, he's young man. Do you know what I'm saying? So um, it has me hoping that he stays, but I think this is is leading up to a last big hurrah. You win two trophies this season, two, three trophies this season, then you try to push again for the for the league next season. Do you know what I'm saying? So, mm. Yeah, that's that's what I think, man. That's what I think. Glam, where where do you sit on this? Yeah, I think if any, um, his I mean, two thousand twenty four ways contracts up. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think that's his last dance. Yeah, now, unless unless it dramatically changes where 
we're dominating. Um, you know what I mean? We're in 2022. I think that's his last dance. Should whatever plan he's got in place that goes to plan, it then he goes. I don't I don't know what he, he's um, targeting. Uh, like I said, get another Premier League title in the Champions League, you might think, yeah, my time's done. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously we've got to rebuild anyway. Teams getting, well, players are getting older. So, um, you know, you might have plans and say, you know what? Once I get those two, I'll leave them in good hands. What, do a do a quick quick international Germany or something like that? Yeah, something like that. I don't think you retire. Definitely won't retire. Mm. But yeah, no, it'd be good. It'd be good for him. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think personally, it, it's probably taken out a lot of energy trying to compete with City for, for Klopp at the moment. And I think winning some things here will probably make him believe that he, he can compete. And I think it might keep him here because he's managed to make the attack younger with Jota and Diaz. I think what he's probably worried about is that there's going to be a bit of work to do with the spine. Because in two, three years' time, Virgil, Fabinho, Matip, you're looking at that triangle all being 32-ish. Yeah, um, wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that was where we really shoved the money in. And um, that's going to be... But, but then you might think the rest of the team is young, so I just need to change my core. I, I don't know. I don't know what it does for Klopp. We'll, we'll, we'll see where it takes him, but... Luckily, that's not something we need to uh, worry about yet. Hopefully, you guys' predictions of some trophies is correct. But for us to even get our hands on a trophy, we need to keep going this season. And we need to take some momentum into our first final on in exactly 12 days' time. And what's helped this momentum is we've played two games this last week. We've got two clean sheets. First one was a Thursday game against Leicester sometimes it's a bit worrying when uh, everyone's played on a weekend and you're the last game and everyone's tuning in to see you potentially lose um so I guess Ellis what, what do you think what, what do you think are the key takeaways uh from that Leicester game what what were the big learnings that you felt in terms of whether it's individual or the team that you think helped carry us into this Period. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch the Leicester game in full, but from what I've seen and read, um, I, I think Liverpool now they're in a groove. They've got their groove back. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, well, when you can play a team like Leicester, granted Leicester not in the best of form, but you've absolutely bullied them. If you see the statistics, if you see the margin of the game, I think it was Chris who put a really good chart into the group chat. Yeah, the XG story of the game. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. We just absolutely bullied them, which was a far cry from um, uh, the game we played at um, Walker Stadium or at the Leicester Stadium, whatever they call it now. The King. Um, yeah, King Power. Sorry, the King Power. Walker <laughs> Stadium. Wow. What, uh... <laughs> this is why I called you Didi <laughs> Romani, mate. You're, <laughs> you're thinking we're up against Muzzy. Muzzy is. I. Oh God. Yeah. So. Um, at the King Power Stadium. Yeah, so it showed that, yeah, Liverpool are, are back in it. Um, the defence is strong. Midfield is strong. Um, attack with Diaz is something, gives you something to think about. But I think more so, we're starting to win games differently. Uh, the game at, I know you're going to talk about it, but the game at the weekend, it was, a, it was a horrible game. Very horrible, horrible weather. Burnley are a horrible team. The performance was horrible. But we 
um, if it was closer to Man City, it'll be one of them wins where we'll be gassed for the whole week. It's like, yes, we're still there. It's a tight game. Champions, it's a champion, you know what I mean? Champion mentality win. So I think Liverpool are a position where they can win uh, They can win differently. And, and sometimes we can blow teams away, like we blew Leicester away. And we dom- actually, we dominated Leicester. We strangled mm. them and we, we choked them out. Um, we went blow for blow with Burnley. But then, but then let me ask you a question then, Ellis, right? So you missed no. some of the game, but nevertheless, what you do know and what we've known week in, week out this season is that Diogo Jota scores goals, right? Yeah. right. So for you right now, forget all of your sentiment for all the great things some of these players have done over the years. Yeah. How high up is Jota in the Liverpool pecking order right now? He, he is, he should be at least, as an attacker, he should be the second name, so he should be behind Salah as a forward. Yeah. I think Salah's number one. So in a team, um, let's talk about the first names in the sheet: your Allisons, your Trents, your Robbo's, your Van Dykes, your Fabinho's. Yeah, the players Dawson. you don't, the players you don't choose between, right? Those, yeah, those the players. player, yeah, yeah, players you don't choose between. So that's you know, I'm saying those names I've mentioned and Jota. Jota's now currently his name's up there. You, you don't really think about it or. Uh, do I? Can he? He has to play. So, so do you, do you think that uh, Jota injury right now is worse to have than a Mane injury? Ah, uh, it's not injuries, man. <laughs> Sorry, Glenn. Let's not talk about injuries, man. No, no, I'm I'm asking. Uh, look, Sadio's put in the work, man. He's done two continents. He's 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 been working overtime, so. Things do happen in your 30s, Glam. All right. You 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 should know this by now, mate. So uh so asking the question. Touch wood, obviously you don't get injured, but I think yeah, it'll be a bigger knock to us if Jota was to pick up an injury than if Mane was to pick up an injury, just because of the form. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, or if he was to lose one of them for whatever reason, I think at the minute, due to the form, it'll be a big blow for Jota, it'll be a big blow to lose Jota, man. Fair play, fair play. And um, Glam, I'm going to come to you for something completely different, but mm-hmm. probably something we were all so excited about when the lineup was released was that we had a debutant. Luis Diaz yeah. made his debut. So what did you think? Of the debut? Yeah. Um, well, we got a glimpse at Cardiff. Mm. Um, you know, you're straight on it. Um, I think obviously Elliot stole their highlights. But mate, he's Dave. That, that, that's why that's why I went from in my front three for the Inter Milan game. He was just at home. He was sensational. He deserved the goal. Almost got a goal. He, he, he couldn't get near him. He didn't lose the ball once. You know, he was he was positive. He came inside. He stuck to he the was big pressing. line. Yeah, he was just. Jamie, he was linking up play. He knows when to pass and release the ball. Jamie, he's doing flicks over the head, but he weren't overdoing it. He, 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 and obviously. Not echoing what Klopp said, it was a top class debut. I don't know if it's the best I've seen, but the Klopp say he's the best he's seen. It was it was a brilliant debut. It was a magnificent debut. I get why he didn't play against Burnley, Jesus, because they Cardiff they roughed yeah. him up. We'll we'll get onto that. Don't worry. Yeah, but... they roughed him up. But yeah, nah, man, um, top debut. Top. I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan already, mate. And 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 I don't know how you found it, but I found it freakishly weird how good his connection was with Robertson already yeah 
Like the one yeah. twos, knowing when he's going to underlap, when he's going to overlap, when to release that ball. It was like, has this guy been training with us in secret for six months or something? Because I, I don't understand how the connection was, was so easy. So do you, do you think that, and I'm not saying it in a bad way, but do you think that Diaz is, is healthy competition for Mane now? Straight away. I know he's just arrived, but do you think, whereas Fabinho, Robertson spent six, seven months integrating into the team, do you think Luis Diaz is an instant kind of consideration for the squad? Mate. Like I, I, obviously, naturally, I was saying before his debut that Mane and Salah shouldn't be shouldn't be um, forced back just due to the fact that we need them for the further on in the season. But because of Diaz Fullman is so good, it, it's not a thing where we need to heavily rely on Mane now. And like I said, I got you guys know Mane is my favorite, one of my favorite players at Liverpool. Um, you know, um, but Diaz for me should start, and I just think he's at home. While he's got this confidence, let him play. But I think he's going to be craziness. So, yeah, Marnie, Marnie's got competition now. He'd be more, ro- I think he'll be more rotated now than he's ever been. So, he form will have to pick up and pretty much be um, superb. But, yeah, the competition now. All right. And, and Ellis, I'll come to you for this. I mean, Glam's been eulogizing on how um, Diaz has started. What do you expect? And what do you think the club expects Diaz's contribution to be for this remainder of the season? Um, I don't think the expectations were too, too high. I think the club is very realistic. Uh, someone coming in from a different country, a different style of play. I think they'll just try to embed him as much as possible. I think they still rely on the Mane's, Salas and the Jotas and the Firminos of this world. Um, I, said, I think those are the, our go-to guys. I think whatever um, whatever Diaz brings is the added bonus. Okay, you know fair what well, Whatever he brings, just just because one, he again he's new, he has to learn a lot, and also I think he was supposed to be a summer signing because um, he's supposed to get him in the summer. So um, yeah, he was he was reacted obviously because Spurs started moving. Do you know what I'm saying? So we just quickly grabbed him. So yeah, if he ends up scoring. Five goals. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying five. If he has an impact like Suarez, remember when we bought Suarez in January, he scored. He only scored four goals, but his overall play was insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we had never seen anything like it. I think if it if was similar, had, similar to Sturridge when he came in Jan 2012 yeah, as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we didn't really yeah. expect anything of it. Yeah, but you know, just, yeah. Um, Coutinho come in and he's link up play with it was like wow we didn't expect this but yeah so if Diaz can just if he offers anything which he, which it looks like he can because he, he looks like a top player I think it's just an added bonus man all right cool and um I guess the the kind of last thing I wanted to talk about on that Leicester game because I was a bit confused because I felt like I was a bit by myself here in this opinion but there were, there were some risks taken by Curtis Jones. Now, we know Curtis Jones, firstly, he's a kid. He's, he's got the additional pressure of being a local boy as well. Um, he, um, he took a few risks on the ball, did some lovely touches, some nice feet, but he also did give the ball away in a few dangerous situations quite close to our goal, um, if anything. Now, are we 
penalizing him too much when he does those things when we also complain that we don't have players who are brave on the ball when we don't have technical players what what's the, what's the actual balanced opinion we should have on on how firstly Curtis Jones plays and 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 how he's playing at the moment for a player who's been out for so long um Ellis we'll come to you first uh, I'm a big fan of Curtis Jones so I know um me and Graham are gonna butt heads here um <laughs> no no but <laughs> No, no, no. no. I mean, no I you, want, you want war. I know you've been itching to have oh, war. No, <laughs> you know me. War, you know it already, fam. You know me. Now, obviously, um, you know what you said? You wanted more from Kershaw. Now, I agree with you, actually. We do want a bit more from him. Like, we want him to take... I want To be fair, I want him to take more risk. I want him to take more risk, bro. But again, he has to learn where to take the risk Um, in your own half. Just keep it simple. But when you're in the opposing half, that's where you can try your stuff. Um. He's only 20, but we I can only say he's only 20 for the next couple of years. You know what I'm saying? Once you get to that 21 yeah, and 22, yeah, yeah. you're clocking that. Like, I think he's got like 50 appearances already. He's going to start clocking 100 appearances. Now you're, you're a certified first team player. So now I need you to now take the game by the scruff of the neck. I need you to do more. Um, do, I think we, do, you, do you think, though, that sometimes he's taken a lot of these risks in how he plays? Because he knows that it's so hard to get into the Liverpool midfield that you have to do something noticeable to be able to play or or, or be a different option. Yeah, there's a bit of that, but there all there's also I think that's just his natural game, bro. Mm. Like, I think we've, when we watched him at youth level, he was head and shoulders above everyone. You know what I'm saying? He was a captain. He was playing on the left wing. He was allowed to do whatever he wanted to do. You coming off the left wing, going to deep midfield, pick up the ball, do something. So I think that's just his natural game to, to take that risk. Um, the difference between men's football and um, youth team football is there's no time. There is no time to do anything. So he now has to learn where he need, where he needs to learn where he has time and he doesn't have time. A couple of games like against Arsenal away from away from the, the Emirates. League Cup. Yeah. yeah, the Emirates. Um those times where you can see uh, he's, he's a baller. I remember that the ball coming to me, he just dropped the shoulder and just let the ball roll across him. He's beating about three, four men. You know, so things like that he's got in his locker, but he just needs to learn when and when not to do it. Um, and with time, it will happen. Some players, it takes longer. Players like Elliot, who are just, it seems like they're just born with it. It's, it's just natural for them to play at that mature level. Um, so... I, I think with Curtis it will come it will, it will come I, I, don't, I don't think it's fair that people penalise him mm. uh, I'm not too sure what they want from him if Curtis was a young Frenchman playing for um, yeah, if he was at Leon if he was at Leon right if, now. if he was at Leon you know what I'm saying if he was at Leon people would say oh get him in yeah get him in oh, rah, get him in do you know what I'm saying mm. it's just that it's just how the cookie crumbles man okay so I mean I, I agree I'm very much in, in your camp, uh, Ellis. Now, Glam, is there anywhere where you actually disagree with what Ellis has said and, and what are the reasons for that? Um, no, you've you got a point. I see, I, I'm, I'm one of, I do like Curtis Jones, but then again, he does, you know what I mean? He does overdo it, but you, you both have made a good argument and a good point um, that obviously... I kind of understood before even what I was going to say because one, obviously, Mush is saying he's young and Ellis saying he's young. So the age has come into it. We still forget he's 20, um, you know. And two, 
Um, first of all, when Ellis is saying, yeah, if it's that Leon, get him in. A hundred percent that would be the coup. Everyone would be saying that. Yeah, no, nah, that's the guy. Get, the the, nah, the thing is, that. Glam, that. You know, Glam, Leon the- right now have players like Kakare and Awaran. Yeah, Awa, yeah. Who just do what Jones does. Yes. They're just yes. nice on the ball, drop some yes. shoulders. They're not yes. scoring goals. They're not deciding games. They're just players who do well during league matches who you can make a yeah. three-minute comp about. What's different about Curtis? Yeah, no, no, you're right. And I, I said, looking at that from that aspect, I, you, you guys got a good point. You guys got a good point because my criticism of him in that and, and how, I, how I view him, I say, oh, come on, Jonesy, you've got to step it up. But you're right. He wants to make, he's got to make an impression for a start because he's right. He's in, a, he's in a midfield with loads of competition, loads of midfielders, and you've got to make an impression. And I think, yeah, we are, we are harsh on the, on the kid. Because we want him to do stuff. Like we can't just have the same players not trying to do stuff. Trying to, and he's got a goal in him. Look at his Brentford goal. Look at his goal last season, um, season before against Everton. He's got a banger on him. You know, like remember Coutinho used to shift and do get a shot that, out. Glam, do you think that because of Harvey Elliott's freakishly advanced tra- trajectory yeah. for his age, right? Yeah. Being you got to remember in the championship, he was 17 as the best young player, right? This is yes, many yes, yes. gritty football. Do you think Harvey Elliott almost doesn't help Jones because of people's expectations of what a young player should be? Um, probably. I, I think not for me, uh, because I'm, I'm excited about both, obviously more excited about Elliott. But in terms of people now overlooking Jones in terms of, because obviously he's, he's more of a flamboyant, well, most flamboyant player that we have compared to what we got. Um, I think with Elliot coming, it does deter people's views from Jones to say, ah, oh, no, nah, I get Elliot and he dwells on the ball too much because Elliot is more exciting. But no, nah, you're both all right, man. You're both all right. And, you know, I need, I am now obviously on the opinion that I forget. Listen, Jones the ball. I've got Arsenal man, shout out Anton, that were like, no, nah, this guy is different. Remember when, when Jones come on the scene, Jones was wavy. Jones was cruising. Jones was just balling out. And this is what we've got to go back a little plans to remember. We're lucky to have this young kid from the academy, 20 years of age, can get better. You're right. Let's cut in some slack. And that's me included. So, yeah, no, we are a bit harsh on him. Because we've got to appreciate what we've got, man. We've got to appreciate him. He's a top player, top talent. All right, cool. So um, that kind of covers off the, uh, the Leicester game. Now, we had a very different game compared to the Anfield lights on, on Sunday. It was The weather was dreadful in London, and somehow it was 10 times worse where we went. Um, and it was uh, an interesting game. We saw a front three that we actually don't get to see too often, and that is the classic Jurgen Klopp front three. Um, Glam, how did you feel seeing that? Have we, have we outgrown it, or, or are there days where... You just need a, a classic Firmino Mane Salah in your life. Well, um, I can't touch on it before, um, at the start. I, I was expecting to see that. I'm sorry. I, I was expecting to see um, Sadio back. Um, you know, Salah, yeah, cool. Salah's in that couple of games. He's itching to start. Um, Bobby, again. Obviously, Jota. But obviously, Jota um, felt unwell before the game, didn't he? Or he had a slight strain. He didn't train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that 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 made itself so cool. Jota's not feeling well. Cool. Bobby comes in, fair enough. Um, and I, I probably would have started Bobby against Burnley, if I'm honest with you. But I would have started with Diogo as well. But um, as I said, Diaz should have started. But at the same time, 
bloody hell, sorry, man. Mbappe just scored a worldie. But um, yeah, you viewers go view that. But um, yeah, back into top end. Listen, but um, yeah, so Mane, um, Bobby and Salah, I expected us to pump Burnley, I'll be honest with you. I know he was away at Turf Moor. I expected, from my, I went watching the game, I watched the um, game after. I expected my poem to be pinging with highlights, yeah, 2-0, 1-0, 3-0. When I saw like Fabinho 40 something minute or just for a second like one nil, I was like, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> let me look on it, let me look on the app again to see what the lineup is. Cause this don't sound right. Or maybe my data's run out. And I'm seeing the coverage out. I was like, nah. And then second half come in, and then you know, I saw I heard uh, Burnley were having chance and everything. So I want I want best please. I want best please. And the front three that we had there, um, had on, I, I expected us to pump them mate I expected us to pump them but we didn't alright and um, I guess in in relation to that then from what Glam said Ellis do you think that do, do you think that Bobby Firmino is an important player for Liverpool anymore uh, not anymore not anymore shout out Bobby you nah, have run it's miles hard. I can't like, you know what <laughs> God, that, that, yeah, it's, it's hard Nah, you don't have to word it like that, man. You could have said, yeah, you could have worded it a bit different. Nah, that is nah, um, Christian's going to have you, bro. Christian's going to have you, man. <laughs> luckily, luckily, I hold the power, man. Christian, come back and defend his boy. <laughs> I think now he, he's not as important as he was two, uh, not two, let's say three, four years ago. I think the team has now got an extra bow to their feather or feather to their bow, sorry. <laughs> feather to the bow where they can play a bit different. Um, and I think that with, with Thiago coming in, he can play mate from midfield. Um, so now can, can, use the so can Elliot, to be fair. So, so can Elliot. He, he can do that from midfield. Um, we can use the fullback. So, what Bobby used to do, he's not doing it anymore at the level he was doing it. So I'm talking about his first touch. Um, there's times where Bobby just takes the he takes the first touch on the outside step. Yeah, just takes it like that. Changes the I, ball, turns, and what off again. Yeah, and I, and I think you're right. And I think the other thing that everyone forgets is that. The one thing I find frustrating about Bobby is not only that his touch can be loose or he doesn't turn very well anymore, is that before, the best thing about Bobby Firmino is he would turn shop, but he would always see the right pass and the pass would, mm -hmm. the weight would be right. Whereas mm -hmm. now, he just doesn't yeah. see passes anymore. Yeah, it's, it's, everything's a bit leggy. Everything's always a, a step behind for Bobby at the minute. And it's been like that for the last couple of seasons, to be honest. It's been like that since last year. Um, I, I, I just think that he's burnt out. I think he's burnt out. Yeah, agree, agree. If, um, if Glam, if he left, where do you think Roberto Firmino would go? Um, La Liga. Um, I can see him at Atletico. I know obviously um, they don't yeah. want Morata back. Um, he was told to do. Um, I can see him at Atletico. But also, I could see him in, in Italy, but I'm not sure. Maybe AC Milan. Don't know if they can afford him. I think Inter, if they lose Martinez, he'll, he'll fare well better in um, Syria. But I could see him at either one of the two, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, one of those countries. I don't, I think, I don't think he's going to go anywhere else. Um, you know, because, what, he's 30, 31. 
Um, how how much know. do you think? How much do you think buys a Bobby Firmino? Now, um, how long has he got left in the contract? Two years. Yeah, let, let's months? let's say it's more than one year, so he doesn't have the yeah. whole the eighteen months free transfer. Um, you know, current market. You know, I'm look. I'm I'm looking. 25 mil add-ons taken up maybe to 30, 35. Ellis, where, where do you sit? Uh, same. What did we get um, Thiago for? Yeah, uh, 30. 30. Yeah. Whatever oh. we got Thiago for, I think that's what we sell Firmino for. And that's what I'll, I'll go for. Mm, interesting. Um, anyway, I, I don't know how. Maybe I'm giving away some of, some of my thoughts there by talking about <laughs> how much it costs to sell Bobby. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it wasn't even on the agenda I think my agendas are just coming out um, <laughs> but we did have a hilarious quote from, from the gaffer uh, when he was asked why Luis Diaz wasn't playing he, was, he said Burnley is a special place come on, let him get settled <laughs> I, I just, I've never seen so few words describe an entire situation so well does everyone agree with what the manager has just said? 100%. When he Go said on. that, I said, aka, allow me, I don't need my players to get beaten up for no reason. Yeah, 100%. That was a, <laughs> that was a, that was a polite um, translation. Yeah. Well, I, I've got a lot of games to play and we can sit this one out. So, yeah, it is a special place. To be fair to play, they just play to their um, they play to their strengths, man. They're just hard. They graft. They will yeah. kick you when they need to kick you. Um, I like to see the ankles of players after the game. It must be really bloody and bruised, <laughs> man. Absolutely crazy. Um, Listen, a- you know you know how Burnley want to play when they still in 2022 employ Eric Peters to play at left back. F- fam, brother, <laughs> yeah. brother. You know, speaking, it's real funny. Yeah, we had a chance. Salah passed it to Jota. It was a poor pass from Salah. Oh yeah, he underhit that one. Yeah, he underhit, and he's actually bodied Eric Peters. I thought, yeah, we're, we're, we're ready now. If I finished him, bro, Eric Peters all, <laughs> all dancing on the floor. I thought, yeah, but yeah, you can't. I think it was very good that he didn't play Elliot and Diaz in that. That Elliot coming back from injury, still a young boy. You do not want yeah. to play against crazy men like Eric Peters. It's just looking at Eric Peters is scary, bro. You know <laughs> the thing is, as well, Diaz hasn't even had the chance to go through the the Liverpool gym plan yet, man. My man's <laughs> yeah. still got that fifteen BMI trying to trying to come into this team, man. He ain't exactly. got the. He ain't got the Salah and Mane physique yet to be nah. trying to be bucking Tarkovsky and and fam. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think don't forget in the Cardiff game when he went down, he's, um, Diaz on the floor, he got tackled. He's holding his knee. Did you know what I see? Klopp's Klopp's grass. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think that that's spot on, really, and and I guess. What we've um, what we, the the final thing I wanted to discuss about that Burnley game, right? So everyone knows it was one nil. Everyone knows how we got the goal with Fabinho. Nothing too exciting, and and as you guys have said, the attacking play wasn't fantastic. But we've got to talk about the other end of the pitch, and and we've got to say that if it was just a slightly higher level striker than a six foot six target man, Liverpool might have been leaving Burnley having lost three one potentially. Um, Glam, 
chances seem to be very easy to create against Liverpool Football Club at the moment. Why do you think that is? Um, and that's well, that's it's it's a tough one. I think for one, we haven't got a consistent midfield. We haven't for 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 different various reasons. Um, you know, it changes all the time. But you know, as good as individually Matip and Van Dijk are, as a partnership, they're not a two uh, two thousand and nineteen or eighteen Gomez and Van Dijk partnership. They're not. They're not in sync like that. And, you know, I think with that, um, as Alice mentioned earlier, Alisson's come back into form, which is good. Thank God for that, because we would have lost that game. Um, I do think having a settled centre-half partnership is massive to clean sheets. I really do. And we've got quality ones. We've got four top-quality centre-backs. But it's just a difference in terms of the this, this, this synchronisation who does what? I think with Gomez and um, Van Dijk, Gomez knows his role. Gomez knows he's not that strong in the air. Van Dijk knows that. The covering and the recovery pace, we see Van Dijk doing it now more because he has to. He's quicker than Matip. But Gomez would do that. You know, Gomez would obviously mark up, obviously Trent's side as well. So I think it's, 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 it's the, the partnership, which is why we could see a lot of goals. But hey, listen, we're winning. But as I said, individually, Matip and Van Dijk perform well. But I do think the midfield uncertainty and that partnership, I think, is, is, is the reason. So, so do, you, do you think we're almost getting to a time now where, like you said, it's nothing to do... It's not an indictment on the quality of the players. We all know they're good players. Yeah. Do you think it's at a stage now where the, the, the pairing just has to change because of that understanding? Because I personally feel like we're, we're getting away with it almost in, in these yeah. games. Do you think for the for the greater good of the team, it should be a Van Dijk and Konate rather than a, a Van Dijk and Matip? Yeah, I think I think so. But the, the problem is obviously if you're Matip, how you're playing again, Klopp can't justify why he's deeping him out if he if he's performing well. I love the way he, I mean he he drags the ball out defense very well, carries the ball well. But at the same time, again, I saw on um, the Burnley game. He was out of position quite a lot of times. You know what I mean? And then when he's out of position quite a lot of times, then gives extra work to the guys at the back. We already got Trent that kind of wanders from position as well. You can't have Matip as well. And I think that's another thing that's key. But um, when he's moving out with the ball, that does expose us. And I think that when he's playing well, it covers up the fact of him doing that. Because I know some people be like, no, 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 Matip played well. Yeah, he played well, but look at the position of him, what he's doing. Sometimes he comes out too many times, but I think it frustrates Van Dijk as well. I really do. All right. I mean, Ellis, I'll come to you here then. Now, I'm thinking of who we're competing against, right? Mainly that being City, yeah? Now, Pep Guardiola has, has three senior centre-backs, right? If I think about it, in, in Stones, Laporte and Diaz, yeah? And, and, and let's include a fourth one, uh, in Ake as well, right? Who seems to be getting a bit more game time as well. He doesn't seem to have any kind of sentimental reasons as to why he should be dropping him. You can see sometimes Laporte will have a great game. Next game, he's not there. Mm. Should Klopp, we know Klopp's not like this, but should Klopp be less sentimental when it comes to picking the team and be focused more on what's needed to get the result? Yeah, it should be. I mean, that's why he's a manager, and you've got to manage the situation well. 
But um, I'm more in a camp where I I, I want to disagree in regards to chances at a premium or chances for other teams. Like, for instance, um, Burnley, I think mm-hmm. they were offside like seven to eight times in the game. Yeah. So that so that defensive line is working. If you if you're always catching them offside, the the two times they were through on goal, obviously, like you said, if it was a better forward, maybe they would have scored. But I think Allison does well to push Vekos away from the goal. Um, I think with football is always um whatever whatever player goes with the best for the situation. So let's say Burnley, they've got a six six striker. You use your best players who are very good in the air which is Matip and Van Dijk. Um, majority of the time, a lot of teams are going to try and go um, long ball against us. So use the the two defenders who are the best in the air. Maybe in times when you're playing a, a Brighton, for instance, who are very good on the ball, or you're playing a, a Man City, who, again, who are very good on the ball. You might want to play Canate or Gomez because you want to try and... Um, Match recovery, them for running. recovery, yeah, recovery pace. Thank you. Yeah, you want to um, get the recovery pace. So I think, yeah, sentiment shouldn't be used in, at times in games. We should use whoever is best for the situation. But I, I believe that the defense is is a solid defense. And more time, our problems is always the third man run from midfield. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't get covered. And again, I don't want to really that hang um, Hendo on, on a. I want to hang him out to dry, but there's sometimes where he's gone forward, and because he hasn't got the leg, this is what I was talking about on. I think when was we talking about it on the Sunday, in a group chat, mm. and yeah, I was saying yeah. it's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing to do with his playing ability, because I know me and you, Mosh, we we agree that he's like a seven out of ten technically. So yeah, yeah, yeah. majority of things he can do well. Do you know what I'm saying? I just feel that right now that number eight role as a right centre mid, he has to push forward, go out wide and also try and track back. I just don't think he's got the legs. It requires more than a 7 out of 10 footballer, basically, to do that. But at the minute, yeah. And um, I think maybe a Jordan Henderson of 2014, between 2014 and 2017, he could do that. He could do that easy because he had the engine, he had a decent technique to do it. But right now, this Jordan Henderson, he can't do it. So a lot of players... So a lot of tracking back, he's a lot is um, allowing Fabinho to get drawn in, which leaves space for the other round. So I think that's where our problem is at times, and it's it's something that when he comes out of the team, we're going to see less of. So I think that's where the problem lies in. But again, the defense, you're right, he should change it up depending on the situation. But you know, Klopp, I don't think he will do that at times anyway. But then, I think you guys are right in terms of what you're saying about the defense. But then what you've just said, Ellis, about the midfield, I, I, I asked this question a, a week or two ago about how the Palace game was a big example of this, how for the last two or three years, it's been very rare that you see an opposition player have the time in midfield to see a pass to slot through and then to execute it and then for our defence to be flat-footed. So why is it now that these an opposition player has the chance to turn look up and see a pass is it simply that Jordan Henderson or our midfielders if it's not Henderson are too attack minded or is it is it a bigger team structure issue 
Um, happy nah. to of you to answer. What do you think is the reason for this? It's, it's um, for me, it's um, taking ownership for me personally, because I think, and where I agree with Ellis in terms, obviously, Henderson, you know, technically he's good, but his game was evolved around him running and doing his sprints. and Yeah. And, um, you know, I think now, I think he still wants to do that, but really and truly he should come to a common ground and be, you know what? I might as well change my game now and, and, and sit more. And obviously understand and pick up more attacking threats more. Because if you see him, most of the game, he will still be probably in a 10 position, 8 position sometimes. And I wonder to myself, why? Why? You don't need to go there. But I understand you've got Thiago and Fabinho sitting. But I'd rather Thiago, I mean, Fabinho go forward. But he needs to, if he restricts his game a little and be like, you know what? I'll do the dog work. I will, um, I mean, see the threats. I will um, watch the line. When Trent goes up, I will tuck back in. These are the things that we're seeing that he's not doing. He's not tucking in. And I understand why people call him Henderson. And some people be like, but he's a centre midfielder. Why has he got to cover Trent? Yeah, but for one, he's the captain. For two, he's got a bit, a better view in the middle of the pitch. At least that plug some holes sometimes. Not all the time. You're not Superman. But I don't see him plugging enough holes or not. And I think it's due to the fact that these people, he personally, not taking ownership of his role in the centre mid. It's not just him, but I'm just saying he's not taking as a captain. Take ownership, man. Please, just take ownership. And he's not doing that. I think it's more to do with that. Okay, interesting. Um, Ellis, where where do you sit on on that? Are you with Glam, where it's like a almost like a, um, a, a an ignorance of, of of what his role should be, or or, or do you think there's there's a bigger tactical issue? Um, I think there's a little bit. And, I, and I don't want you to reduce it to, if you feel it's not just Jordan Henderson, I think it's too simplified if it is, because there are games we've been just as open when he, has, when he hasn't played. So if you feel like there's more to it, please go ahead and tell yeah, us. Yeah, I think there's more to it. Obviously, um, there is more to it in the terms of there's a structural issue. There was a change in Liverpool. Um, if you notice, we scored, we're scoring more goals and we're more attack minded. So tactically there was a change somewhere and it was to get the midfields to flood uh, the opponents half a bit more. Mm. So we had Genie, we had Hendo, we had Fabinho who were plugging gaps. They weren't really going forward. They're just plugging their gaps. They'll probably take 10 yards forward. Oh, we need to go back because Rubble's pushed up a bit. Now it's, fuck it, we're all going. Everyone going. People <laughs> are getting more goals. So that that's where the issue lies and you get really exposed if you can't run back Hendo. Um, you get really exposed if you miss your man. Even Fabinho, he's not, he hasn't got the best legs in the world. Mm. He gets exposed and if he if he loses his man, then, you know what I'm saying? I think it was noticed against uh, Milan, AC Milan at home. For the second goal, uh, Milan's got in behind our midfield and Naby hasn't picked up a runner. You know what I'm saying? He's left Fabinho to, to do too much. So th there is a, a an issue that we're still trying to work and we're still trying to understand. Obviously, at, at times, teams get the better of us, but we tend to win majority of games anyway. What, what, what do you think solves that issue, though? Because, like you said, if the change has been made to get more goals, is it that we accept that flaw to accommodate more goals being scored? Or do you think there's a there's a middle ground there where you can have the best of both worlds. 
I think there's a, you, there's a way you can have the best of both worlds. I think you can do everything in spurts. So, first 10 minutes, gung ho. You know what I'm saying? Between mm. 20, 10 and 20 minutes, that's controllable. Between uh, 20 and 40 minutes, let's go again. So, I think there's there's a maturity in our game which we should we should have because we're at that level now where we are going to um, control games. And it's always control when Thiago and Fabinho is there. Hence why Thiago's have a lot this season because when he's controlling, when he's almost, when, when Thiago and Fabinho play, it's like a 4-2-3-1. Mm. It's like a 4-2-3-1. So whatever side, let's say the right side of midfielder is going to be as like a cam a lopsided camp attacking yeah, midfielder. Yeah, yeah. So uh, once Fabinho and um, Thiago are sitting as your two sitters, your two DMs, that's when the control comes in. They can control the ball. They can control the space. So if he's not playing, it's, bit, it's a bit difficult and he can't, not many can do that role. So I think that's where the problem lies as well. I think, and you know what? You, you mentioned a great point here. And I think us, us three as Liverpool fans, I, I find it, always find it funny because people always want us to talk about Thiago because of the saucy stuff he's doing. But when we talk about control, people always think it's because we want to see Thiago have 100 touches a game. But what mm. people don't understand is what we mean by control is we look like we are deciding what happens in the game. The team yeah. look more settled. That's what yeah. control means. I don't yeah. care if Thiago isn't pinging it, if he isn't passing between the lines. He's doing all those things. Maybe not at an, at an insane level, but it's just, it seems that everyone's body language is different when Fabinho yeah. and Thiago are playing together. It, it is. And we saw when he come on against Burnley, he's come on and now he's just control the game he's dictating everything he's yeah. taking it off of Naby on that side you know what I'm saying he's giving it to Robbo yeah. Robbo's giving it back to him then he's giving L- it he's back lowering to he's lowering heart rates isn't he yeah literally he's a fireman he's just putting every fire out he's like oh, hey, give me that I love that oh you take you give me literally that's what he done um when he, when he's come on for on, on against Burnley man he's just that's what we need more of in the game um I think we can do it if Hendo plays like but because I don't understand why, let's say, because Hendo's only, he's, well, he's on the right-hand side, he plays in it. I don't understand why we can't play that way on the right-hand side. Then the left-hand side player can go forward. So I'm, I'm kind of intrigued as to why we don't do that. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. in some ways I agree with Glam that I'm a bit worried that whereas um, Thiago doesn't have a choice of, he, he's not athletic enough to do yeah. what Hendo what Hendo does on the right wing where he can go around the outside or underlap or whatever and and even though Henderson's probably not at, at his athletic level 3 4 years ago he's still athletic yeah. my issue is that Jordan Henderson has almost forgotten how to be a, 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 flat, a flat center mid yeah just it's almost yeah, like yeah. it's yeah. almost like he thinks my role is to be outside Salah all the true. time true true yeah yeah. And I think I think Glam, you you really hit the nail on the head talking about that because it's almost like now we all want you to do that when the opportunity presents itself, but right now it looks like you don't know how to do anything else. <laughs> it's true. It's oh, true, yeah. though. It's true. It's not even funny, it's but it's true. It's yeah, so yeah. true. I so, think that's so, just bad design, man. Do do you almost worry, Glam, that if Jordan Henderson's playing like that, the only time Henderson can play is if Thiago's playing on the other side because he won't go forward. Because when I think of the other players who play on the left side, of Jones, 
of Naby yeah. Keita. These are all players who do carry the ball, who are more attack-minded. Is it a situation where Jordan Henderson cannot play if those other players are playing? Because then you've got both sides of Fabinho. Basically, Fabinho is yeah, covering yeah, one yeah. touchline to the other. Yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 another thing. And to be fair, like I I, I understand he's using initiative to say, you know what, you're right. Obviously, we're saying you don't need three of them in a line in, a, in, in next to each other, holding hands like ring a ring a Rosie passing the ball. So. I get, you know what, let me use my initiative and get forward because no support from the midfield. Cool. I get that bit. But it's just the fact of deciding when and when not to. And you're right. If them three are playing, no, if Fabinho and Thiago are playing, I don't really want a Henderson unless, you know, it's a defensive shape. You want someone else that will do something different. Hence a Jones, um, you know. So I just wanted to get right up here. I like, when Milner plays, Milner will get forward. Sometimes Milner's the furthest guy in the pitch. Like, What's this guy? But he can, he's got the legs. He's got, he's got the legs and he's back defending. And that's the difference where what Ellis was saying. Henderson don't have Milner's legs. As much as he's younger, he doesn't have Milner's legs. And that's, and that's the problem. So if you ain't got the legs, mate, listen, sticking into a, a, a circumference where you're going to be comfortable doing both jobs, mate, if you're going to do it. Mm. Yeah. Let, let's see. Let's see um, what happens. I mean, ultimately, John Henderson's club captain. He has to keep a role in the squad. Who knows if we're going to phase him out to something new? And and you've just touched on Milner. I guess the last thing we can talk about, um, James Milner, rumoured to be getting a one-year extension on his contract. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, his playing time nowadays with all the options we have and the miraculous lack of injuries we've got at the moment means that he's not playing as much. Um, where do you guys stand on this one-year contract extension? Um, if it's less well, I, it's, well, less money, what, what do I care? It's not my money from whatever the club want to give him, they can give him. But for me personally, it will make sense if we are looking to offload uh, Navigator and Ox it makes sense to me if we're looking to off- if we offload them two then it gives space for one elite centre mid to bring in the summer okay um, but because then how, how does it make sense in that sense not by your, re- by your reasoning because Ox and Nabi are completely different to Milner no yeah but the spaces I'm talking about space well but space also is it's in a double-decker bus. Who cares about it? It's not, it's not, it's not, but then you still have to, like, because I personally... You want to make room? Club, yeah, because you're going to get... You have, you have to make room for a younger player, innit? Yeah. I think in the summer, that's that. their plan. So then, but then also, you, you want to get... Not really get rid of, but you're going to sell players who are not really as useful to you anymore. Yeah. And I think Nabi and um, Ox have now... Run their run their course. That's my only reason. That's what I'm thinking now. You've got an experienced player who can do a few things, but every now and again he can play. You bring in a top young midfielder who's going to be playing. You know what I'm saying? So it's just to fill out that space. Yeah. So then you've got, um, in terms of your youngsters at the club, you've got Tyler Morton, you've got uh, Harvey Elliott, and you've got Curtis Jones. So that's three centimeters there. And you've got Henderson, you've got Thiago, you've got Fabinho, and you've got Mili, then you've probably got another one. So, But Mili will probably play the less minutes from all of them. That's what I think. That's just, it just yeah. makes sense to me. But again, me, us giving him one, yeah, it doesn't, I don't know why. Just let him go about his business, man. He's done his thing. He's done, he's, run his, he's run his race. 
<laughs> there isn't a need to give him one yet. I'm, I need to find out what the. I need more stories from the club because this yeah. doesn't make no sense. Yeah. Um. I. I. Um. I, I don't agree with the. The maker room part. I'll be honest. With you, I'm not even sure. Klopp signing him back as a um a midfield option. He's just an option in the squad overall. Right back, left back, centre back, cup games. Yeah, he, he, I think he's just an option overall. Um, personally, um, yeah, I wouldn't like to think. Oh, we're getting rid of two midfielders, and Ox, Ox has done well the latter start of this season. Like he's, I, I think that'd be more to go if, if anyone did on. I think I think Ox has won clock over a little bit. Nabi, jury's still out, but yeah, I'm with Ellis. I, I, I think it's like we're holding him prisoner, man. Like I, I think if we keep offering him one year, he will say yeah, 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 yeah. So he's like, 40, <laughs> so he's like, no, he's like forty five. He seems like a nice guy, but Ellis is right. Sometimes you go. I thought the dream would be him going to Leeds. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought that that was the fairy tale ending, but we keep digging in one year, and he's not gonna say no, is he? Come on, man. Like, he's not going to say no. It's nice to have around, but sometimes we've got to change it up, man. Let, as I said, let, let the guy be him, man. Let him go. Let him, do you know what I mean, do his duty somewhere else and done. We have to find someone else to stop. I just, I, I, I don't mind him staying, but for his sake, we should just let him go, man. It's because next year's going to be the same thing. We're going to discuss it again. What do you think about James Milner getting a one year extension? Guarantee you. Hmm. Well, we will deal with that next year, but um, yeah, I, we'll we'll see if James Milner actually signs this because right now it's still the the contract's still on the table, so we'll see. But um, so, so we've offered it then. We've offered it, yeah. No, but a lot of the top journals are saying we're we're very much considering it. Oh, so, okay. So we haven't offered. I hope we don't. I hope we yeah, don't. Man. But I, I think the big thing with Liverpool news, whereas with other clubs like you know your United's of this world, you have. Yeah. 50 50 articles of which only 5% are true. Liverpool, you don't get much info. So whenever something does come out, there's normally some some weight behind it. So I, I think there's something there, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but no, gentlemen, that, that that was a great, great pod. I think um, a few... It was almost like a season's analysis so far, what's gone and, and, and what's to come. So it um, was, good, was good breaking that down with you. Um the big stuff. thing is the big thing are the games ahead. And before we continue, um, I know that senior management are going to kill me because we changed the order around a bit, and I realised I didn't do our housekeeping at the start. But um, <laughs> please make sure you subscribe to our Patreons. We have some fantastic shows that we really put the time in to make sure you get some quality analysis. You've got a range of opinions, a range of ages, a range of. Liverpool perspectives, experiences of how we've supported them. And that all comes through into our content. We've got tactical shows with the Bantics boys of Peter and Mike. We've got Krish where he sits down with one of us and talks about our football loving journeys and football and me. Got all of our post-match instant reactions. And we've got some boys going to the uh, Norwich game on the weekend as well. So it's as authentic as it gets because you've got the match day experience as well. So um Make sure you're, you're, you're subscribed. Only £3 a month. It's uh, the cost of two chocolates. You shouldn't be eating at work. So, so no excuses, people. Um, so, uh, and last but not least, uh, Touchline Fives. We need some Liverpool representatives. We need um, London's. We need Shoreditch's Steven Gerrard. We need Dalston's Fernando Torres. We need you guys to come uh, get involved. 
a lot of the pod members will be playing as well so anyone you feel is given, given a bit of agenda that you don't like you can always just take your bib off and take one of them out don't worry about it. so uh, so yeah thank you very much everyone uh, gentlemen it's my pleasure uh, so yeah thank, thank you very much and have a wonderful week Network.